Welcome to The She Births Show, a place to inspire your birth, evolve your parenting and help you live a life you love. I'm Nadine Richardson, your host and creator of the scientifically verified birth education program, She Births. I'm also a mother, yoga teacher, doula, author and speaker. At She Births, we have supported thousands of families around the world for over 13 years with our unique program. And our vision is to make birth better for every family around the world so that everyone experiences a beautiful birth no matter what unfolds. Not only do we help people have beautiful births, but we also give them the skills and the philosophy to enjoy pregnancy and make parenting easier. As well as our world-class birth ed, taken either face-to-face or online in our app, we also have a free pregnancy guide designed to help you feel calm, connected and inspired as you and your baby grow. We have a doula matching service, the perfect way to ensure you and your partner are completely supported throughout the whole journey. And we have our Soul Mama Circles, which are the perfect postpartum network to help optimize your mindset and design your life in parenthood. Remember, if you like what you hear today, subscribe, share with a friend and leave us a review. If you're a parent, about to be one, fellow health professional, Join us now for an inspirational deep dive into topics with experts around the globe. We hope you enjoy this special episode. Hello, in today's podcast, I share an Instagram live conversation with myself and the wonderful Ali Handley, who is founder of Body Love Pilates and Body Love Mamas. Together we talk about how to prepare your body for birth from our unique 20, 30 plus years of experience teaching Pilates and yoga to pregnant and postpartum women. We start by talking about how important it is to take care of ourselves through the important life transitions and the powerful hormonal shift that is happening from maiden to mother. We discuss whether it is safe to not exercise during pregnancy because of the amazing benefits we know know about for the body, mind and for childbirth. We talk about building strength physically as well as emotionally. We discuss why it's important to do prenatal yoga and Pilates and the difference and similarities between them and movements we recommend as a starting point. We talk about how powerful our bodies actually are in pregnancy and how to be safe on the mat and the importance of exploring what feels good, how Pilates and yoga allow you to strengthen your intuition for birth and how developing a blissfulness, a bliss chemistry in the body allows you to ride the waves of pain in labor with more ease. Both of us have two fantastic free trials on offer so that you can really feel the benefits of Pilates and yoga for yourself. Simply go to bodylove-mamas.com and sign up to the free trial to experience prenatal and postnatal Pilates. And if you use this special code, SheBirthsLoves, 
then you get an amazing one month free on top of the standard 14 day trial, an amazing bonus. You can also go to shebirths.com forward slash prenatal hyphen yoga and receive our seven day introduction to the foundations of effective prenatal yoga all for free. And of course, inside our SheBirths courses online and face-to-face, you can receive multiple prenatal yoga classes to do regularly in the lead up to birth. Check out our show notes with all the links to our socials. Hit us up with a review. Uh, If you want to hear more of these conversations, it's really, really helpful. And you might also, if you are passionate about yoga, want to check out the award-winning yoga documentary called Yoga Woman and really gives access to the power of yoga for us as individuals and globally. So I'm the only Australian yoga teacher included in that award-winning doco. So check it out. It's really awesome. And you get to see some of our cool prenatal classes back in Bondi. Have a great day and enjoy. Hello, buddy love mamas. I hope everyone is doing very well. Um, happy Tuesday. Um, it is a gorgeous day in Sydney and I am very, very lucky to be joined once again on Body Love Mamas by a childbirth pioneer, a wonderful woman who has uh, shone a spotlight on birth education and how to birth better, how to support women during this important time. Her name is Nadine Richardson and we are going to be joined today and we're going to talk all about preparing your body. Chats before Nadine and I. Um, so I've obviously excited. Hello. To be joined Hello. Again. Hello. <laughs> I know I'm always quite excited when it works the first time. It's like, and she's going to join. <laughs> and there she is. How are you? I'm well, Ali. How are you? It's good to see you, darling. So good to see you. I'm sorry about last time. We were so close to chatting and then um, I know my grandfather, 102 though, very strong innings, you know, so um, but thank you for making the time to chat again. Aww. It's so important to, you know, births and deaths, right? Yeah. To, we think it's like rush, rush, rush and schedule, schedule, schedule and work, work, work. And no, like I think, you know, it's so in our custom as well. Like, oh, someone's passed. Oh, back to work the next day. It's like, no, let's not. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that, you know, my cousins and I were all together and, you know, it was just about actually, because he's been, you know, I think when you have a grandparent at my age, it's really quite unusual because it's, you know, they're so old. And the thing about unlike our mothers, maybe, you know, and, and like ourselves, they've always been old. You know, so it's like, um, you know, so when you think about your mom, she was your mom, she was my age, and then she's sort of older now, she's a grandmother, so she's made this transition. Whereas, like, when you have grandparents, when you're older, they've always been old, there hasn't been that transition, um, which is obviously, uh, you know, what we're talking about today, which is, you know, that transition between being a maiden and then becoming a mother, which is obviously... um, one of the greatest transitions of life, the biggest, right? The biggest hormonal shift um, women. Yeah, it is. It's it's the bigger, it's bigger hormonal shift than becoming a teenager. It's a bigger yep. hormonal shift than menopause and perimenopause. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm going into perimenopause now 
and I would say there's a lot more shadow work in perimenopause yeah because you know pregnancy there's so much light like you're holding the consciousness the light being is with you yeah but definitely there's work to be done and yeah that's what we're talking about today what is the work on the mat the mat never lies the reformer never lies the Cadillac never lies they never lie the body doesn't lie well, you know, it's interesting. I wanted to, you know, I saw a quote the other day that I really, I thought was really great for us to start our chat is, it used to be the question, is it safe to exercise when you're pregnant? And now the question is, is it safe not to? And Ooh. I love that shift. I, I saw that and I was like, yes, yes. Is it safe awesome. to exercise? But it's, is it safe not to? And, you know, I think that's, you know, like I said, we're talking about, We'll, we'll first talk about physically preparing the body and, you know, obviously your realm is the yoga realm and my realm is the Pilates realm. Um, so we can talk about the physical preparation and how the two differ. And then I think at the end, let's get into like, because it's so much more than just physicality. Like with everything, it's holistic. It's never yeah. just one thing. Um, you've got to get that connection between the mind and the body. So mamas, we will get there. But let's start off with your realm, yoga. Can we talk about, you know, why it is important for us to practice yoga throughout our pregnancy? Yeah. I, I think why is it not? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, I yeah. love what yeah. you said. Um, firstly, I just want to say like um, 20 years ago there wasn't mainstream prena- prenatal anything. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't really available So I don't know about you, like, but when I was pregnant, all that was available was a modified Ashtanga sequence Mm -hmm. because yoga is incredibly varied. You know, this morning I did a Japanese yoga class and then, you know, tomorrow I might do a yin yoga and then I might do Mm -hmm. a flow the next day. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many different forms. But there was just modified Ashtanga or there was a geriatric fear-based, what I felt was very fear-based, like so afraid pregnant body. And I think what we're realising now is how much the pregnant body can do in yoga uh, and Pilates and how powerful and how strong and adaptive our bodies are. And along with that comes um, the intelligence of teachers and the teacher trainings and the wisdom of experience to be able to make that those powerful kind of experiences safe. So I think it's really important to say, I suppose yoga is definitely safe and Pilates is definitely safe, but it needs to be taught by someone who's trained and well experienced. Definitely. And I love that it is that combination of the anatomy training. So the theory side, but it does have to be coupled with the experience side. It's very, you know, I taught and did my mentorship in prenatal and postpartum when I wasn't a mother. And so when I became a mother with that firsthand experience, deepened my, uh, you know, I guess, uh, learnings. And then I was able to combine the theory with that actual experience. And I think they're very powerful. And what I do tell all the students that I teach, like you've just said, it's more a pregnant woman can do almost anything. You know, there's not very little that um, in Pilates other than like lying on a stomach, which is obviously contraindicated. We don't do that. It's not going to hurt the mother or the baby 
but it's also not going to make her feel good. It's not going to yeah. prepare. It's not going to yeah. prepare her for the physical challenges of pregnancy and labor and postpartum recovery. So why do it? And so when yeah. I talk about the exercise, it's like, yes, you can do a sit up. You're not going to hurt yourself if you do a sit up. You're not going to hurt your baby. Will you damage your anatomy? Will it make you feel good? Does it do anything to prepare you? So they're all no's. And that's what I think is what I try to tell my teachers. It's like, of course, pregnant women can do almost anything, but do they need to do it? Is there a why exactly. behind the doing? Is but there a why? I love that. I love your example of the sit-up, right? And we all looked at photos of Michelle Bridges on a fitball doing sit-ups, you know, when she was pregnant yep. and everyone was like, yep. shock horror, shock horror. But I love how you've broken it down. And that's the same for, because I taught at the Dharmashala for almost 20 years. Yes. Which famously, was by the way, famously, <laughs> yeah. like I just really need to say, like, you know, oh. when I came back to, you are an icon in this birth space, Nadine, and you are <laughs> like, you know, you are, you like you say that 20 years ago, I mean, all the women who babies, like of my mum's generation, all had hysterectomy at 40, at 45, uh, you yeah, know, no. because, you know, and in New York where I taught, they were yeah. all in a C-section was cut the transverse babe cut it I, mean, I was at a new york you know pre-covid like five years ago and it was just regular practice for them at the end of the prenatal yoga class to just talk about how to heal from an episiotomy and i was like why are you having this conversation oh because like if you don't have a caesar it's you know 90 percent chance of having an episiotomy and i'm like mm, what mm, like yeah it's so like such madness. I want to get back to the comment that someone, someone yes. lovely made who works with birth trauma, yes. but that one you said about like, well, you can do it. So yes, you can do a headstand. Yes. Some of you are so strong. You can do chaturanga. Yeah. But what I noticed from all those years of teaching, you know, at, at the Shala, both general Hatha, as well as the prenatal was that those really strong girls would come to prenatal and they'd keep up quite a lot of their practice in both sort of streams you know, sometimes they end up doing the chaturanga, doing the headstands, and actually it's not wrong to invert the body, but they're using so much core strength to get up and down because they're not using a supported system to do it. Mm-hmm. And the chaturanga is also using so much core strength that whoop, the lower part of the belly gets so yep. tight that the baby can only lie transverse mm-hmm. or cannot That's fit a head down because the abs mm-hmm. are so tight they send feet and bum because it's a bit smaller and narrower. Yeah. So, yeah, you can do those things, but is there a benefit and there's a potential risk to it, you know? Yes. So not is everything to, is I weighing mean, it I up. Think it's, I, th- I think it's not risk to the business. You're not going to do anything to the baby, but your birth will not be optimised. Because yeah. I think that's what, like, you know, it, we all work out. I want people to, it's, you know, like, why do people do it? Well, we want to prepare the body. We want you to feel joyful. We want you to love the body you're in. We want you to enjoy pregnancy as much as possible. Some people love it. I love it. Some people, it's a full drag and they hate it. But can we make you feel good in those 50 minutes, that, you know, 60 minutes, totally. walk out, Look, feel more connected? And that's, that's what it. it is. I think the joyful element is really important. Like, I, I don't think anyone really can walk out of a Pilates or a yoga class with a good teacher and not feel better. Like yeah. we might hate the experience of doing exercise. And for me, I've pretty much always hated doing exercise. 
but I'll always do it in order to experience the, the goodness and the wholeness and the connection and the warmth after. But I think yoga for me, like why it's so important along with the brain and the understanding of birth is it brings us back into our body, which is what mm-hmm. birth bloody happens through, not through yes. thinking mind, but it brings us this sense of connection to intuition, which ties in with what feels good. Does it feel good? And that's a good practice. Like, well, does it feel good in labour to have, you know, your left leg out to the side and rock in a lunge? Why is Mm. that feeling better? Well, is that because you're making space for the baby to rotate through a posterior position? Mm -hmm. But you've been exploring what feels good and that feel good creates this dialogue between brain and body. So you understand the body and sensations are information and intuition is that, is, is listening to that information and responding and trusting. And that's what a doula does, you know, at the birth too. That's what we're supporting in good midwives um yeah I think that as well is what we're doing the practice for I mean I I I love I love everything you said then and I see it in class we always say all of our instructors say in the actual studio experience is when you're teaching a regular Pilates class you get a lot of like feedback from your clients and their facial expressions and what they say in a in a prenatal class I don't know if you've noticed it's very it's it's very blank and even at the end, usually at class, we all give a clap. At the end of a prenatal class, <laughs> I'm the only one clapping. And it's because it's because there is so much of a, a spotlight internally focused on like, did that feel good? How do I feel doing that? There's so much dialogue going on for a pregnant woman in a class how, mm. and like checking in with themselves that, you know, I think that, you know, and I think that's why often women which is why I built body love mamas is often women like to to do it at home on their own so that they don't have other distractions around so that they can be you know if this exercise is feeling good do I need to pause it and have a break whereas in the class outdoors sometimes there's pressure to or in in a studio pressure to keep going Um, yeah yeah and I do and I do see that and I love that you've said that that they are thinking like that intuition the the brain and the body dialogue saying does this feel good what's happening what's happening to the baby is the baby kicking when I do that has it you know like I often find when I exercise I don't get kicks the baby's kind of gone to sleep yes you're rocking them because you're rocking them off to sleep and often when you do the visualization and you get really calm or doing meditation then they get really active they're like oh I'm just gonna do my little yoga practice because it's you know it's said in um I was actually just looking at this book yesterday a friend's about to do go through conscious conception I was giving her some beautiful books some books that you know are fully out of print now um by Janine Parvati Baker who was one of the pioneers of prenatal yoga in America Mm -hmm. and um and she's passed away now but her book is amazing and there's another one called Born Yogis and it's all Ooh. photos of like, yep. I'll, I'll send you a photo, I'll put it, a photo online of little children yep. doing the yoga poses, you know, like camel yep. poses, like like this, yep. you know, and it's said that like every, and triangle, like it's just the cutest yep. thing, just innately doing it and it's said that in the Vedas, Every child does every single yoga posture inside the womb before they're born. And how cute is that? They're like I doing their yoga practice. 
I love the idea and it's you know my brother is initiated now it's funny you say that and he was saying that I didn't know that you can give babies a A mantra mantra. and Matt and my brother was telling me that you whisper it in their ear because every baby is born knowing before they're born they have a, a mission and they know that mission and then when they're born they're crying because they've forgotten their their mission when they're born and when you do the mantra actually gives me goosebumps do the mantra they don't need to cry anymore because they know it's all okay I was like I love that idea really that's yeah wow I mean I really I'm sad that I didn't get to whisper the mantra into my son's ear but I I got my friend to teach him meditation when he was like yeah 14 and he got his mantra then I remember seeing him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, you think about how long it takes us of our generation to find our dharma or mission, mm. our path in life. It can be a lot of chipping and way, you know, at this sculpture mm. and trying to find our true sort of soul alive experience on this planet. But the babies that I've seen who've been given their little mantra whispered in their ears, it's like when it's given, the baby's almost like their eyes roll back and they kind of transcend wow. like another space and then they kind of come back into their bodies. Wow. It's pretty wild. It's beautiful. So cool. It's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. And now for a quick break. At SheBirths, we believe that pregnancy, birth and matrescence, the sacred postpartum, is an awesome rite of passage. Our free holistic pregnancy guide offers you six months of weekly support. Drop straight into your inbox or within our free SheBirths app, you can get content that will nourish your body, mind and soul. You can enjoy prenatal yoga videos, great recipes, birth affirmations, course discounts and more. From me and my team, the creator of the world's only scientifically verified antenatal classes, It is our gift to you. Sign up today and receive the free holistic pregnancy guide at shebirths.com forward slash PG. That's shebirths.com forward slash PG. Let's jump back into yoga. And I was wondering, (laughs) maybe we could have a little look, a little thing. I'd love to know how. Uh, we talk about uh, like when if women have never done exercise before and often or never done Pilates or yoga, maybe they're runners or they're what they're boxers or whatever they are, and they're stepping into this for pregnancy. Um, what do you like to tell those beginners who are sort of um, it's their first experience of yoga and they're doing it for their pregnancy? Yeah. Um, I think it's just like we've said before, it's just that invitation to feel and to start to listen. And I think I let the yoga really speak for itself, like do the work itself. I think the key is to being a great yoga teacher is to um, understand where everyone in the room is coming from, understand the three distinct trimesters and what can specifically be tailored and and vary the poses for them. And then also to be working with, I think it's one of the most complicated classes to teach, by the way, like prenatal is so complex, what Mm. you're working with. Um, You're talking all these different backgrounds, a huge amount of people who've never done yoga, three different trimesters, and then you're also working with um, floppies and stiffies. 
right? Mm-hmm. So you know, like people who've got like heaps of relaxation. Like my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And I, I really borrow from my experience of Pilates and bring that into the yoga because I think it gets forgotten a lot about pelvic stability and giving variations for asymmetrical work for the floppy pelvises, the high relax and the symphysis pain, the sacral pain mamas. And then there's those mums that like, you know, you see in my DVD or the yoga online that we have on the website, like, I mean, they're like 39, 40 weeks and they're just doing like deep lunges and rocking and one leg up in the air and like extraordinary, you know, aspirational things, but I'm always giving variations. And I think by giving those variations, by tailoring to the trimesters and all the different backgrounds, you just let yoga speak for itself because it feels so bloody good. There's so many endorphins that are going to come through stretching. You're going to sleep so much better at night and you're going to feel this calmness. And I love the studies that talk about how like two hours of yoga a week and I'm sure that have they done on Pilates as well they must have done studies on Pilates on their benefits or yeah. to, to sleep I mean I think that the thing about I like I, I, Pilates there's not one version of Pilates so I think maybe like that I, I don't have the data on the version that the, yeah. the group Pilates that we teach because obviously it's sort of you know, you've got your streams in yoga, whereas we've got, we're under the banner of Pilates, but that just looks vastly different depending on, you know, where you live, if you take group totally. classes, if you're on the reformer, if you're on the mat, um, if you're doing private. So um, I don't have that data. I have the. No, but I think it's, I think they're going to start doing more and they've certainly, yoga's been around, you know, for a lot longer and they've done a lot of studies on it. Mm-hmm. And how, and generally when they study yoga, they're studying just general hatha yoga, the sort of mm-hmm. the broadest experience, which is just yeah. gentle movements with breath awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two hours of yoga a week, which includes gentle hatha with a bit of yoga nidra relaxation at the end and a little bit of breathing, Nadi Shodan, just alternate nostril breathing, um, is said to, you know, reduce the complications of labor reduce um, the use of epidural, but also to reduce the amount of babies that go into intensive care units. Mm-hmm. So more babies over 2.4 kilograms needing less observation after birth. So to me that is really quite significant that, you know, the yoga practice has allowed women to just kind of bring their consciousness down to their babies, which is I know how mm-hmm. you teach Pilates as well. Just connect. And where the mind goes, chi flows, and that provides then that blood flow to the baby. And we know that smaller babies can be correlational to higher levels of anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. So women often just say, you know, it's the one time that yoga class and I'm sure they say it about Pilates, where they hear something positive. The only time in the modern world where they hear something positive about pregnancy and birth and about their power and their awesomeness is in yes. that class. And that gives them permission yes. as well to be a mum, practice the mum muscle by connecting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we definitely at Body Love, Body Love Mamas, it's 
you know, I've I've um, incorporated very much a lot of breath work. It's you know, I one I say the most powerful tool in your pregnancy tool belt is your breath, um, and you need to harness that power. And we do a lot of, you know, we vary uh, birth techniques. So you know, isometric holds and toe sits, and we talk about you know that let your breath match your effort, which is one of my favorite ones um so Great. yeah you know and I and I we always spend the end the big I bookend all our in studio and um on demand classes with the breath work at the beginning just to find that natural rhythm of the breath and to connect yeah. to the deep core and at the end that's when you know I I you know appropriate from yoga spirituality and give that soul which I think is I love that you know my favorite thing about yoga is the soul and I'd love to talk about that because I think um you know we it's important we prepare the body we understand birth and we understand the anatomy and how we need women to train for that big moment um Mm -hmm. but we need them to connect to their um inner strength as well and can we talk about how um how you do that through your courses and um and yoga in general helps women find that inner strength yeah well I think both our practices both Pilates and yoga allow women to experience physical sensation while transcending and discovering sort of mental management skills and mental resilience and I think Mm -hmm. that's an important part of riding contractions of labor Mm -hmm. like how watching the mind while it freaks out while you are in physically intense sensation Mm -hmm. and you can get that in a lot of places that's a very um key skill to me I had always practiced that in yoga to me like I said I always hated exercise but what I got was the personal sort of psychological transformation high from doing Mm -hmm. yoga it was like if Mm -hmm. I can get through another salute I can get through the day you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it was like that, no one had connected those dots. So I think it's a really important dot to connect, that that is how you will ride the contractions. Mm -hmm. You won't always be able to relax through a contraction. You might tense everything up and that's okay. And you might make sound, you might grit your teeth, but like can you talk to yourself in a way that helps you manage the sensation? Like I'm as strong Mm -hmm. as an ox, I can do this, I've got this. And I think that's key. And then at the other end of the spectrum, I, I think for me, yoga grounds us in a blissfulness, you know, mm-hmm. and the endorphin high that can come from riding a contraction wave, from doing intense exercise, from stretching the body, we let those endorphins and pregnancy is happening naturally if you allow it, they sort of cloud that frontal lobe and we get this sort of blank, vague, blissed out look on our faces during yoga as we were saying that all our students look like that and I think that's a really important thing because the more grounded the more comfortable the more established you are in that bliss the more you are able to ride the intense sensation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of life you know you have to say both you have to experience both in life there is no life without pain but also without bliss and we have to experience both and ground ourselves in that bliss to be able to ride the waves. 
And I think the thing with with labour is that you know it, I I I was I did a talk with another woman called Sarah Friedman. I don't know if you know. Her. I know Sarah. She's a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's amazing, and she said this thing that gives me goosebumps, and I always say it. She talks about women going into, and I talk a lot to our clients about it. You know, in this moment, in the moment of crowning, when your baby is coming out. We go into this realm, and it does give me goosebumps, where we're the in-between, the here and the there, and only we're there. And it is a wild realm, you know. It's something only birthing mothers will understand. And I think that, of course, that's hard to be in that realm, in there, to bring life into this world. And that's why it, it's hard work, but the bliss of holding your baby afterwards yeah, and, the, and and the experience of that realm, you know, I just think about it and I can go transport immediately back to that moment with all three of my children. And it was extre- extremely intense, very hard but then the baby's in your arms and you, you've had that moment, which is incredibly, um, you know, you can, you would never take it back. Yeah, that's right. The bliss right? And, and it's all mashed up together, you know, like um, eros, life force that moves through our bodies. You know, people call it kundalini. It's not ecstasy in the way that we think of ecstasy, like taking a molly at a party, like, you know, in the olden days, but um Ecstasy brings up pain as well. Like awakening is hard, like it's Mm -hmm. painful. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that. But if we can allow the bliss and allow the pain and then allow some more bliss, then we ride those waves and more of labour will flow, the exercise class will flow, your baby will come up into your arms, the sleepless nights will pass. Like it's all the ups and the downs, you know, of life. And I I really believe that in labour, through the contractions and how we ride them, that we're potentially imprinting our child with a perspective Mm -hmm. of how to navigate the ups and downs of life. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, our beautiful belly birth babies as well, you know, when there's scheduled cesareans and all of that or breach or whatever needs to happen for our babies to come safely into the world yes um, that's that's also part of their lesson and, and what they need you know and I think those little bubbers um they always land on their feet you know they're kind of like gracefully lifted out and they land on their feet and yeah potentially a different way of navigating life you know happens well, for them. I think yeah, I mean, I think that uh, like what I, I've had lots of questions recently, um, you know, about, um, you know, birth choices. So some people's babies are breached, like you say. Um, some people's babies recently, like they were worried that the pelvis wasn't going to be big enough and they were weighing up. And another woman actually I met at Bondi Markets completely randomly was a body love mum at first. She was, she gets her fight or flight response is so intense that she often passes out or is vomiting. And it's, she had it, she'd already had a child and I, and she was asking me, you know, should I have a a C-section? Is that bad? And my, you know, I don't know how you feel about this. That my I tell my husband, birth should be positive. Yes. I want you to have a positive experience because that actually is going to really be what you take into the postpartum yeah. period. 
And I think that if you're going, if you're scared in the whole last month of your pregnancy about the birth, if you're, um, totally. if you're feeling guilty or shame or any of these things about the choice you made to have an epidural, a C-section or whatever it is, that it, that, that we just want it to be positive and that it's your birth with no expectation that you're, you know, I think that that's also really important that women should, don't need to feel ashamed or judged on any choice that they made. We want them just to feel positive about it. I agree. I think birth should be beautiful. Every woman has the right to have a sacred and beautiful birth and that can happen yeah. in any way, anywhere yes. on the side of the road it can happen in a birthing center. It can happen up the hills here on your own. It can happen yep. in, in a, a cesarean section anywhere. In, yes, yeah. anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. That's, it's the. It's not how our babies are born, but who we are being at the time, and our feeling emotional state creates its own unique chemistry via the neuropeptides, and that's what transmits to our babies. And then the baby's psyche is imprinted at crowning. And then the baby's understanding of what the world is like occurs in those moments straight after mm-hmm. and how people are talking and being and touching that child and the love and the respect and the care. That's a really, really important part of imprint uh, that layers into the unique individual. Yeah. So we have and so- craft respect and love from all people and like you say, a positive birth and birth choices for the mother. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you say, Philip has just thrown, it's about how we're treated and we hope that we've built a team around us that no matter how the birth happens, that we carried that baby, that baby came through us into this world and that we're honoured in the way that we deserve to be honoured and supported. And those moments after birth are so important you never forget them and you want like I said that the choices to be your choices and that's why chats like we're having now the chats that you have with your doula with your OB with whoever the team is your partner that you know you know your choices and that you you're educated about them and that you're you're going into the birth that that they're honored while you're in that experience so that when the baby comes out like you're happy with the process no matter how intense or painful or whatever it was, the choices were there and you made your choices or support, you yeah. know, your partner supported the choices that you wanted to you make. You can have a blissful cesarean. You know, Absolutely. The way, yeah, like actually experiencing a lot of endorphins, a huge amount of oxytocin. Um, yeah, women can really tune into that and if they're psychologically prepared and loved and supported, it can it can be a very profound ecstatic experience as well. It is of different, of course. It is different to, you know, the waves kind of crashing through your body and that experience as well. It is different. Um, but deep within the female psyche in the last 200 years, the, the absolute fear and trauma of childbirth um, has ramped up so much. Honestly, looking at mm. the data in Australia mm. and around the world, we also have to be aware it's like looking at the friggin' climate data right now. Like the trajectory mm-hmm. is up and the interventions are extremely high and that's the only way they're kind of going right now. And so I do believe there is still a huge amount of coercion going on in the birth space and a huge amount of fear 
uh, in our collective, in our psyche, and rightfully so. All we have seen on media is medicalized, traumatic, dramatic imagery mm-hmm. to petrify us. And all we heard from religion and the patriarchy was that you can't do it and you shouldn't do it and you should be mm-hmm. shamed. Mm-hmm. And then the way our mothers and our grandmothers were treated without any informed consent whatsoever, widget um, concoctions of horrific drugs. So it's understandable that we hold a lot in I know, our psyche. Did, I know. Did you watch? Do you know? Did you watch? I was just just thinking about that, and you know, like the Queen, how she gave birth in a, in a twilight sleep chain, like you know, strapped Terrific. to her bed. I mean, I mean, I think we've I think we've come a long way from that point, but um, I do, you know, I think I think that women need to, in their pregnancy, honor their bodies, prepare their bodies for um, for labor, know their choices, get educated by doing incredible courses like your course online, feel that they're empowered as they step into that those yeah. days before birth. Um, no guilt, no shame, and that they have a team around them that can support them so, like, they don't experience some some trauma. And if they do, that to address it because I think that's another yeah. thing, you know, that's probably another chat. But, you know. Um, it is, I know. We're going know, off in lots of directions, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. We, we're back on the prepare your body. Um, prepare your body your body connect with your mind and your body and um and 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 educate yourself right you know arm yourself with education yeah totally and now for a quick break contrary to popular culture she births believes that childbirth can be the best day of your life it is designed perfectly to be empowering enriching and bonding an awesome rite of passage Our childbirth education programs have helped thousands of families around the world since 2008, allowing families to not only feel empowered through education, but also connect with their innate birthing wisdom to create the best birth possible and begin their parenting journey with confidence. SheBirth's unique methodology was scrutinized in university trials and has been published in the British Medical Journal for improving birth outcomes for both mother and child. I'd like to invite you to begin preparing for birth today. Just go to shebirths.com to discover our two-day weekend face-to-face courses or access the online courses from anywhere around the world. That's shebirths.com. Create your beautiful birth with the world's only scientifically verified antenatal classes. So what do you think, I suppose, you know, teaching all these pregnant Pilates mamas, what are the most important kind of poses or movements you would say is a generalisation for the mama? Um, so talk about so the breath. We talk a lot about the breath, the power yeah, of the breath to, yeah. to, to, to calm the nervous system. So that's also important, a tool to have in labour. In uh, Pilates, we a lot of our classes are grounded in the anatomy um, and what changes. So obviously the core goes under an extensive amount of change over the course of pregnancy. So we want to address those changes. And the thing about the deep core is they're thinking muscles. So it's not like a bicep where you, you know, you can lift a weight and bend and extend. You have to discover 
that mind-body connection to the activation and the release of the pelvic floor, of the transverse, and in different positions how we find that. So I think that deep core is a huge focus. In Pilates, we're thinking about the postural imbalances that occur over the course of a pregnancy and how that changes. So how the spine and the pelvis changes and how we can address um, those changes in exercise. So we know that the abdominals get longer. We know that the hamstrings and the glutes get longer. The low back gets shorter. The upper spine gets rounded. So those muscles are longer. So we're thinking about what's, what's tight what's long so what can we stretch and what can we strengthen and you know and also if we're thinking about birth what are the sort of positions we give birth in you know squats we want to be on the ball the birth ball familiarizing yourself with the things that you might be doing in labor so whether that's that funneling down of your baby during a contraction so we practice that in class um so i think we do a lot of squats because squats are like that Mac Daddy of an exercise when you're pregnant. I always like standing, you know, starting classes when we're standing because when you're pregnant standing, you feel less cumbersome, I think, no matter how pregnant you are. And so you feel like a bit more like yourself. So we do lots of variations, I guess, of a squat, adding arms, adding holds. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, like shoulder blades, you know, like fixing those shoulder blades down the back cuff body. Work, yeah, so important, isn't it? Work, yeah, right. and also just discovering extension. So, you know, we lose the ability to lie prone on our stomach, which is where we get lots of that good extension work, but we need that strong posterior oh. chain more than yeah. ever, right? So we stretch yeah. first and then. We work a lot together, you know, how can we mimic the movements that we might find down our stomach from a kneeling or a standing position? Yeah. yeah so yeah. we do, yeah. So, yeah. That, Are you making you want to get pregnant again? Never happening. Oh, but I and come back to do that. Pilates with you. That feels so good. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah. like, was imagining myself in class then. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me about first, second and trimester. You did mention it in our chat how women change you know how we train yeah. um, to transition what are the big transitions you see in like first trimester second and then in that third yeah not as you know it's not as linear as those sort of you know first sort of I, 16 to sort of 20 weeks and then 20 to sort of 35 I would say even for some sometimes like 32 you know these sort of turning points where you know mm. first trimester, a lot of people will air away from yoga um, because they're afraid of causing miscarriage. But because mm-hmm. North Bondi was just such an active group of women and they wanted to keep up their practice, it was really important to allow women in in that first trimester who were at five, six, eight weeks and so on. So it's really important that we don't encourage the opening of the pelvis in that time. Mm-hmm. And so no deep squats. So nowhere that we bring the hips lower than the knees, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we practice as though we're on, you know, day one of our moon cycle, really gently. Mm-hmm. And even I would think that even first trimester, even though 
the uterus hasn't popped up out of the pelvis, like, yes, lie on your stomach if it still feels good for you. Do mm-hmm. chaturanga if that feels good for you while the girls are doing different modifications with bricks and stepping back into a lunge or a plank on knees. Um, do that if it feels good to you. But also remember that you're growing a baby. And mm-hmm. so that can so much energy. So some of the women would come in in first trimester, we do these safety precautions, um, but at the same time, like, just see how you feel this afternoon. Like if you go home mm-hmm. and you're wiped, you've pushed it too much, you know, the mm-hmm. baby's forming, like it's a huge job. Mm-hmm. But in general, even in that first and second and third, even though the baby hasn't popped out, one thing that's consistent is, you know, no squashing of the belly, like respecting the tummy. Mm-hmm. So doing twi- you know, inside the knee and opening the body rather than closing, mm. keeping the wider, which we actually should be doing anyway. Like mm. the female pelvis is a completely different torsion to it than the male pelvis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a forward bend with like feet together isn't probably the right way for the majority of female pelvises to do a forward bend. The feet should be about hip width apart. There should be room for the belly for the ovaries, for everything to have that space for oxygenation and for more tilt, um, anterior tilt. So I would say that. And then I would say, I suppose, in second trimester, you know, most women go for it. and they, But yeah. it becomes, you know, that point, well, well, how much of a bridge pose and how much of some women are still doing backbends, you know? Mm. And that's such a, like you say, that extension just feels so good. And that yep. squeeze on the adrenals and the kidneys mm. is so charging and rejuvenating, yep. resting afterwards. But we have to be mindful. And I think at every every woman's different when she can stop or do or continue those sorts of things. And then third trimester is like come, come every time that you can and just sit against the wall in a supported squat with a couple of bricks under yep. your sit bones back yep. against the wall or take a child's pose and we'll set you up with bolsters and so on. Just come and be in the space even if you mm-hmm. don't feel like moving. That is you going into that earth, water element, kafic element, and that's you getting more and more grounded and more and more stable to be able to ride the waves yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. mind to settle. So I suppose it's trimesters, but at the same time it's like it's unique to each woman, you know, yeah. what she needs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think interesting in the first trimester, you know, what, you know, I think a lot of women now, are, you know, we're, we're doing a preconception product actually, Body Love Mamas, which we're really excited about, um, which will look at the preconception phase and, and the IVF journey actually. And like you said, so many women uh, in that first trimester, there's a bit of anxiety, but also you don't feel yourself. You can feel sick and you can feel tired. And it's that front loading, just like we front load our nutrition in the preconception phase, because in that first trimester phase, sometimes you're just not going to eat very good food because you don't feel very good. And you want to know that you've front loaded yourself with that exercise, just like you have with that nutrition, so that if you don't feel good, you don't have to do something if it doesn't feel good. But you're starting to tap into that maternal instinct to be like, whoa, yeah. I'm, I'm not the same uh, boxer I used to be. But Say, say on Tuesday, sometimes you are, and that's okay. That you know, that first yeah. trimester, you can go for it if you want to. 
I think one of the cool things about yoga, and I don't know if you do it that much in Pilates when they're pregnant, is to still allow the body to be inverted, like not necessarily a big headstand in the middle of the room Mm -hmm. like we're talking about that requires ridiculous amounts of core or deep core strength to come up and down. But this, the, the relief that comes in inverting the pelvis with a brick in the lower back or a bolster or the relief of taking legs up the wall and that it's really important that, you know, we take the weight off the lungs. So when you've got legs up the wall, making sure you've got that bolster, touching the bottom of your ribs, sort of around that middle waist navel area so the pelvis mm-hmm. weight drops to the wall and the chest is kind of in the floor. And to me... Mm. That is one of the most blissful and most relaxing poses for, mm, you know, any any stage. Yeah, how good. And I think that, that what basically just to tie it all in, it's the combination of the two things that we do. Yeah. I think that one will usually speak more, one can speak more to, you know, you've chosen yoga, I've chosen Pilates, but I think that it's a combination of the two things because I both, yeah. I think they're, they're both a beautiful thing to do while you're pregnant, honour that body, prepare that body. They are, they are different. Um, and But I do, I, I think there's just, there's so much synergy there. I encourage women um, to do both. Um, and so let's finish it with a little call to action because I know you guys have very generously offered my um community the body love mama's community a 15 percent discount on your full online course so i'm going to put um those um that up on a slide after we finish our chat because you know like i say to women don't not do your birth course i went through a stage post-covid where i'd say because i say at the beginning of all my classes has everybody done their birth course is everybody get you know i really do nadine i'm not that's just not lip service and no. I was deeply concerned after we came back from lockdown that no one was doing it. I know. And, Where were they? And, and, it, and, <laughs> and, 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 well, they, and because all these babies were made during COVID, right? And so, you know, it is so important. Like we've said, it's about education. Know yourself, know your options, prepare yourself. So I'm really grateful for that. And we will share that with our community. And I'm, as always, so grateful, Nadine, for your time, for everything that you've done in this space. I think you are a true icon. And I know there are many babies out there, so many babies who are... um, who have come into this world in bliss because of you. So thank you. darling. That's so sweet. I appreciate that. Really, I really mean it. Yeah, jump on. I agree. And get in there. You've got a free trial for Body Love Mamas as well, just in terms of call to actions. You've got free trial for your Pilates and we've got um, free introduction to prenatal yoga as well. Oh, amazing. Great. Yeah, so a seven-day. homepage of the site so sometimes if you're completely new to yoga I think it's just broken down like how to feel good in your back how to feel good in the shoulders you know what is the basics of breathing what is how is it safe to squat just some really good basics to take into classes wherever you're going and we've got more inside the course as well yeah. Yes, I've, I've, I, I love your course. It's incredibly comprehensive, and I love the combination of anatomy and spirituality. It's, it's, yeah, it's my favorite. You've done an amazing job. But mamas out there, 
We wish you all a positive and blissful birth because you deserve it. And and we're both here. Anyone DM us any questions afterwards and we'll do our best to answer them. Thanks so much, Ali. It's great to see you. Thanks, Lane. Bye, Mum. Bye. 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 I'm Nadine Richardson and you've been listening to the She Births Show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend and leave us a review. We'd love to know what you would like to hear more of. You can find me and my team of amazing doulas and educators at shebirths.com and our awesome community on Instagram and Facebook. Within any good app store, you can download our free pregnancy guide via she births, two separate words and plural, as well as access a range of online courses. Remember when it comes to having a better birth, an easier transition into parenthood, your education is your empowerment. Don't forget to check out the catalogue of previous podcasts and thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show.